Welcome to In Social Work, the podcast series of the University of Buffalo School of Social Work at www.insocialwork.org. We're glad you could join us today. The purpose of In Social Work is to engage practitioners and researchers in lifelong learning and to promote research to practice and practice to research. We educate, we connect, we care. We're In Social Work. Hi from Buffalo. One of the things that contributes to the wonderful quality of life in the Buffalo, Western New York area are the multiple opportunities to experience the outdoors year round. So get outside and stay safe as the weather turns colder. Venture out to Chestnut Ridge and fly down a toboggan chute. Ice skate at various venues. Try skiing in Glenwood or Ellicottville or just explore any of our many parks. I'm Peter Sabota. Calling all practitioners. Did you ever wonder how to bring the micro, meso, and macro levels of practice to bear in the real world and to do it in a trauma-informed manner? Listen as an innovative Buffalo-based social work practitioner describes her response to the needs and gaps she identified in her Buffalo school setting. In this episode, our guest Stephanie Stodolka, LMSW, discusses her literally street-level response to the personal, social, and environmental challenges that her school's children and families, and by extension, staff, face to promote academic achievement in a school that serves families with unique needs. One and a half years in the planning, Mrs. Stodolka discusses the process of responding to the needs of her school's low socioeconomic status, largely immigrant and minority students. She will describe how she assessed, advocated for, and eventually executed a plunge into Buffalo, a day-long experiential intervention for her school's entire faculty and staff, custodians to principals that had them riding around Buffalo's public transportation, trying to keep up with appointment times, and visiting 13 Buffalo-based human service agencies, viscerally spending a day in the life of their students and families. Mrs. Stodolko will tell you about the heavy lift, how it went, and what the outcomes were. Stephanie Stodolka, LMSW, is a school administrator at the Buffalo Academy of Science Charter School in Buffalo and a graduate of the UB School of Social Work. I had the pleasure of interviewing Mrs. Stodolka in January of 2020. Hi, I'm Peter Sabota, and I'm here with my colleague and Buffalo area practitioner, Stephanie Stodolka. Hi, Stephanie. Hi, Peter. How are you? I'm very well, thank you. Stephanie, we have been eager to have you come in. Stephanie is a practitioner and a social worker who is pursuing a non-traditional social work career path, and she's doing really innovative work in our community, so we're really glad to have you. Thank you. I'm super excited to be here. (laughs) Fantastic. All right. So why don't you begin by telling us about your background and how you kind of got into the field? Absolutely. So I had some work within the social work field for about four years working at a foster care agency within the area. It's called Bridges to Health Hillside. From there, I realized that I wanted to do more within the social work field. So I pursued my master's degree at UB, School of Social Work. And within that time, I was given some opportunities to 
be placed within the field at Buffalo Academy of Science Charter School, working with high schoolers at that point. They only had high schoolers in the building. And then I also spent some time at Children's Psychiatry Clinic. So I got a really good understanding of the school social work world and the clinical world in addition to foster care and that whole system and kind of doing community work with the children within the foster care system. It was a great experience. From there, I ended up landing a wonderful job at Buffalo Academy of Science Charter School. And it is a school that just continues to grow, continues to develop and have some really amazing things happen within the school. And I was their school social worker. And over my time there, I've been there, this is my fifth year for the first four years, I was a social worker working every year kind of switched a little bit, but I was working with kindergarten through 12th graders. And then these past few summers, I've been running summer school in an administration position. And then from there, I was given a wonderful opportunity to become an assistant principal and work on the admin team there, which is pretty unusual within our field of social workers and definitely is not traditional the route that I have taken. So it's really exciting and I've had some really great opportunities come my way. And you were also part of the literal startup of the school. Absolutely. Like you were there so, from day one. Well, they were around for about 14 years before <laughs> I had yeah, come off. along. Yeah, yeah. So we have been in the business for a little bit, but our school really started to grow and take off as far as gaining more grades. And now we're three separate buildings. We have our high school, our middle school, and our elementary school. So it's just a really wonderful thing. And it's been amazing to be with it, that growth and see everything develop. So you were there for a while and you obviously had to get to know the system. So why don't you tell us a little bit about what your original experiences were there and how you got the vibe of the place and also what gaps you might discover it as bringing your perspective to a school. Yeah, of course. So a big portion of our population within our school is families and students who come from low social economical backgrounds. We have a very large immigrant population and many of our families are unfortunately living in poverty. We experience language barriers. We experience with our families the barriers and the challenges that they face on a daily basis that there's always problems or needs or gaps in the work that we do. And I don't think that that changes no matter what school you're in. But our school specifically, where we're located, the families that we're dealing with, it's definitely a high needs population. With that and my time spent there, I've realized that the connection, the relationships, some of our teachers and staff have wonderful relationships with our students, our parents, but there's some room for improvement and for growth. So with that, I think that some of our gaps come with that. Well, there's certainly a Associated. I think educational folks understand this, but for social workers, this is kind of our lens, right? We Absolutely. not only look at the person, but we look at the context in which they live their lives and their environment. And I'm nowhere near the expert in kind of schools and charter schools as you are, but I do know that academic performance cooks the rice. And that's really what is focused on in these schools. So given the conditions you just described, you would think that those would be related. Absolutely. And you know, in our school, we do have a heavy emphasis on our academics and it is a very rigorous program, but it's really to provide these students with structure that some of them haven't really experienced in the past. But on the other side of things, I think that there is a lack 
of understanding where our kids are coming from, what they deal with on a day-to-day basis. And so with that, one of my first experiences at the school was with a teacher. They had been dealing with a bunch of discipline issues within their class, and she would always kind of just boot them out to me and say, deal with them. You're social work. You know how to deal with these kids. Right. And I would work with them. I would be the one building that relationship with them and with their families rather than the teacher that's dealing with them nonstop sees them more than their parents do. And so it was a different level of work that I've experienced where I was working with the kids, but I also had to work with the staff then to help them understand the social work perspective, what we do, how our work in the community matters, how our helping families reach out to and experience and be ingrained in some of these systems and services, how that really helps them be successful back in the classroom. So that is definitely a need and that actually is a huge gap our systems. So in a way, it sounds like well-intended folks and Mm -hmm. faculty who are really doing the best they can. And in some ways, you've already mentioned that you felt that there was kind of an inherent commitment to do the good thing. Mm -hmm. However, they don't have a social work perspective and they're not necessarily given everything else they have to do. They're not necessarily accounting for or even aware of the environmental impacts on the lives of their students. Yes. And that was something that you identified early on. Were there any other gaps? that you identified? There were so many gaps within our system. And I think that every system that you work in, no matter what field it's in, always has room for improvement. But spending my time there, I guess I had to pick and choose what I saw really mattered and where the highest level of need, I guess I could say. And then through that, I would bring it to my director and my administration team. And they're pretty amazing people. And I am so fortunate to work with such a wonderful team team that is willing to listen, that is willing to hear my perspectives and what I have to say and how my crazy ideas that I come up with and they bring them to life and they Mm -hmm. help me do that. So it's truly amazing to have that support within my system and my day-to-day work life. But yeah, I think that every school does have some major, major gaps. And I think that through utilizing social work perspectives, possibly theories, possibly evidence-based practices, we're really able to help these students on a different level. And in return, without our staff even realizing it through utilizing and teaching them how to use these in the classroom, they're really able to bring those kids to the next level academically because socially, emotionally, once you are supporting a child, they feel comfortable. They are willing to trust you. They're really willing to open up to you. And it's then that you see that academic and you see them just flourish. Right. It's all related. So you did an assessment. You Mm. identified some gaps. So now tell us what your response was. What did you do? So with that, like I had said previously, I brought all of these high-level needs, as I called them before, to my director, to my admin team. And I said, you know, I really think that there are ways to fix these problems. And when I did that, my director and my admin team said, well, let's do this. Let's fix them. What do you have? (laughs) And originally, my thought was, well, there's this need for all of our teachers and our staff from custodian 
obedience to administrative staff to understand a day in a life of our families and our parents and kids' shoes. So my first initial thought was, well, let's put them in these neighborhoods and let's do a scavenger hunt or something of that sort. You didn't call a professional development day and develop a PowerPoint and bring them all into a room and <laughs> deliver content? No, we didn't do that. I think that that's something that's really unique about our school and why we're so successful is that our director is willing to hear these innovative new ideas that I think other people might say, oh, you could never pull that off or, oh, there's too much time and work. Let's put that energy into something else. But my team and I thought about this a little bit deeper and maybe a possible safer route, but also another way to really get our staff involved in the community and really get them to understand how our parents are taking public transportation every day, why it may be difficult or challenging, the barriers that come along with being provided services that can get them from point A to point B as far as housing or clinical services, why there's wait lists, things of that sort that I really don't think being ingrained within the school that you necessarily know or learn unless you're taught. So we're really trying to bring that to light and really have our staff and everyone at our school understand that that's not all it is and there's more to social work than just that one-on-one building rapport and this kid is just suddenly fixed and it's not a problem anymore it's not that at all and it's really getting deep into the root of what is going on so with that we created what is called our buff size plunge into buffalo and this was a day that our staff and this is whole wide high school middle school and elementary from our custodians all the way up to our administrative team. Like I have said previously, they were able to have a day in the community taking public transportation and really seeing what our parents deal with and our students deal with in a day. So what it was is that there were 13 agencies that participated in this and our staff were grouped into various groups and they had appointment times at the agencies. And so they would arrive and they were provided with a tour. They were provided with information about what this agency or facility or any place that they were going to. They were provided with everything and more of what that agency does, the services that they provide, the barriers that they experience. I had worked with the directors or just workers that I had relationships with that talked to their directors about getting in and them taking a full day that was dedicated to our school, essentially. Yeah, so these agencies knew these folks were coming. Yes. And that's all the legwork that you had to do. Oh, I wish. <laughs> it was a lot more than that. And you know, looking back, I wish that I had a more research-based lens or was able to do a pre and post evaluation with this. But overall, it started off with this idea. And then from there, we started saying, well, how can we really make this work? Mm -hmm. This is a lot to ask of agencies and people within our community. Yeah, let alone your faculty and all your Yeah, yeah. So we started reaching out to agencies to see if this was even a possibility. And every agency, facility, or anything, anybody that we were asking to come to and pretty much give up from 9 a.m. until 2.30 p.m. their entire day to meet with our staff, provide these tours, answer these questions, really Mm -hmm. spell out what they do, they were more than willing to work with us, which was amazing. And it was kind of shocking knowing, Mm -hmm. you know, you think of the clinical world or any social work service, and it is as soon as you open those doors until you finish at whatever time at night, it is so busy. I think we both know that the practice world of all kinds, human services, they're cranking. Why do you think they were so 
receptive to literally interrupting their day and welcoming these kind of busloads of people. I think that they truly see that there is a need to connect school and social work services. And they see we're just working on the same meso-level team here as far as providing families with services. And there is a great need to kind of bridge that gap, help teachers understand what goes into these services, and help teachers even be able to, you know, if, if you're sitting in that parent meeting and the social worker is unavailable to be there, why not teach and educate our educators of what's out there, of how they can influence their families and their students' lives and really advocate for them and help them get these services or things of that sort and fully understand. It's not just, oh, well, I had this presentation that listed all of these great places. It's, oh, I've actually been to this really great place and I've spoken to the director and a social worker and a psychologist there and this is what they do and this is what it looks like and this is where you park and, oh, I took a bus route there. These are the buses that you get on from our schools. A visceral experience of relationship as opposed to, I think I know what goes on over there. Absolutely. So I think that these agencies really saw that and they see that there's a great need within our community in general to get the word out of what they do and how our families and students can really benefit from these services. So I think they were more than willing. It was humbling to see how excited they were for this day and event. Why did you arrange this so that your school staff needed to get to these places on public transportation. That was a key point. In the very beginning, we put out as a team a survey that we kind of gauged what every staff member's level of comfort with public transportation was. <laughs> so we grouped everybody into various groups to visit these agencies, scheduled them, mapped out the times, all of that. So with that, we took this survey and the feedback was amazing with the amount of staff working within these communities with these families who take public transportation on daily basis had not been on public transportation. So it was crazy to see. But with that came some really great irreplaceable experiences. <laughs> they were astounded that the buses always run on time. Oh yeah, always. <laughs> and we had groups that were missing their next appointment. So they would call and they're like, we're on our way, we're coming. But by the time they got there, this was something that the agencies and I had discussed. If they're late, call it a day. We pretty much had them have that experience where we knew that they were going to be late by we had one of our groups, I remember getting a phone call. They were like, you know, our bus didn't even come. It's actually shut down for the day. How do we get back? And I was like, I don't know, figure it out, guys. This is part of the whole day, good luck. So they got there, they did it. And it was really cool to have this experience for our staff and see the team bonding and the relationships that were being built from grade level. So, you know, we put some people together that didn't even know each other. And it was really cool from that experience experience to see those relationships grow. Well, experiential learning is where it's at. Yeah. I think there's <laughs> kind of very little doubt Absolutely. about that. Okay, so you've sent a number of people into agencies that they probably have no experience with. Mm -hmm. Many of the people, well, all of them, just couldn't hop in their car and drive out to where they need to be. So you gave them a real experience of the real world. I'm also wondering to what degree, if any, did you incorporate a trauma-informed perspective into this day? 
Of course. And I would say that this entire experience we tried to incorporate from start to finish a trauma-informed lens. So that was even in the sense of recognizing that some of our staff members might have been involved in some of these community services. So in the very beginning of the whole experience, we weren't telling anybody what was really going on. And, you know, we had some staff members and teachers that the day that they really found out or through the grapevine, they found out what was going on. That they were going to do the plunge. Yeah, they were plunging and they took off of work or they were asking, do I wear a bulletproof vest for the day? And it was enlightening to see this is really needed and they need to go out there and see that these are safe neighborhoods and it is okay, but more or less, this is what our families are dealing with. So it gave them a really good perspective of what to bring back. But overall, we were very trauma-informed in this as far as considering the roots that our teachers, if they were pregnant, or if one of our staff members had medical concerns where they couldn't walk really far. So within all of this planning, we really considered how long were they going to be traveling? How much walking did they have to do? How much standing did they have to do? So from start to finish, and I say finish as well, because we ended up when everyone returned back to school, it was an amazing thing. They were tired. They were sweaty. They were just exhausted from the day, but they were happy. They were laughing. And I don't think one person in the house, and this is out of above like over 150 staff members stating that it was the best professional development experience that they've ever had. And throughout our debrief, which was really just a conversation and sharing about their day, their experiences, we had a lot of staff open up and feel comfortable and trusting of their coworkers enough to share their stories, enough to say, this has been my experience. And I'm so glad that everybody gets to see this and bring this back to their practice within the classroom. Just to back up for a minute. So after they're out for their all day plunge into Buffalo, Mm -hmm. they have to come back to your school. Yes. And so when they came back to school, what happened? So we waited for everybody to get back. It was very overwhelming to see how much everybody had gotten out of this experience. Mm -hmm. And it was almost proof that, wow, all of this year and a half long process of planning and thinking about the ins and outs and what really had to go into this to consider everyone and their well-being. And it was amazing. And it was great to see that this was actually a success. So they all come back to school and are they all now in one big room? One big room. We were in our cafeteria and everybody was at tables and we had the microphone and we kind of just let it roll. Did you facilitate that or did you let them do that? I kind of just probed a little bit and said, so who would like to start with sharing their experience today and what they thought? And from there, we probably could have stayed in that room for an extra two hours just talking about what they had seen, what they learned, how they're going to bring this back to their practice in our classroom. Just as a whole, what they got out of this experience and how helpful it was to not just be sitting in a room watching a TV and showing a video or showing a PowerPoint and then having a discussion after. This was real life. It was a real life experience that they could bring to the table. I don't know if this is fair, but can you characterize in any way kind of what they were saying or how they were making Um, meaning out of this experience? I don't know if that's a fair question. Absolutely. Some of them were saying that they've never experienced anything like this and they were just grateful for the experience. Some of them opened up about their personal experiences within some of these agencies or growing up in poverty. The employees themselves. Yes, yes. And, you know, or just even the fact that it was wonderful to be able to see my coworkers take public 
public transportation because I do this daily and I don't think it's recognized what a hassle it is and how much goes into it. We had some people even share their ignorance. One of our agencies the day of had said, we're unable to participate today. So I had tried to work with them. I said, is there any way that you could just turn them away? You know, they come and you turn them away. And they were like, we can't, it's just not gonna fit into our day. I'm sorry, we can't accommodate you. So I said, you know what? We're gonna go over to Holly Farms on Delavan and we're just gonna have them go in and see. And one of our staff members, which I thought was amazing because I think it takes a lot to show your ignorance and say that yeah. in front of a room full of people. But she was like, you know, I thought, and I had voice, is this where our students grocery shop? And then someone who was in her group that actually lives in the community was like, no, you know, and was kind of getting frustrated with her. And it was nice to be able to talk about that and say, this is why we did this. Because you need to learn. You need to understand, no, this is not where our family's grocery shop. There's tops down the road. But to be able to bring light to that and have some of these conversations yeah. that are never had and put them in the situation, well, it was really amazing. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I mean, the fact that they're literally doing it rather than talking about doing it, course, I think yeah. makes the associated emotions and experiences kind of a little more difficult to mm -hmm. deny, right? Yeah. So doing this incredibly ambitious event and professional development experience, what impact do you think it had on the school? You know, I can't speak more to this and it really impacted us in so many ways that I didn't even think were going to be possible. It brought staff members closer together and it formed a trust that maybe some of our staff members that didn't even know each other or some that were close but throughout this experience mm. they just had something to bring them a little bit closer yeah. because it was a challenging day. Yeah that's almost uh, like an unintended consequence of mm -hmm, doing it. Absolutely and you know the most valuable thing I think that came from this and looking at this from a school standpoint was the work that's done in the classroom and I think that the majority of our teachers at Buffside are amazing and I can't discredit that at all. They usually are building rapport with those students. They are doing all that they can to make sure that they're comfortable and trust them and building that relationship. But I really do think that it brought so much more to the table in understanding their situation a little bit better and understanding taking the bus, even just something as simple as public transportation for the day without everything else, how exhausting that can be. When a parent is 20 minutes late and missed a bus and now they had a scheduled time of 10 a.m. and now it's 10, 20 and they need to start teaching a class, instead of getting frustrated, they're able to understand that and be like, hey, I know, been there, done that, I get it, let's do this without that frustration behind that. So a real awareness of how how the environment can contribute to what looks like a problem. Oh, yes. And really the lateness, in effect, is a result of the environment. Absolutely. Even you know, down to homework assignments being handed in on time or showing up late because they had to get their younger sister to school. So I just think that there's such a greater value that came about without even knowing it. Yeah, you it, know? it almost sounds like the experience for some people fostered maybe perhaps a little more empathy. Absolutely. Passion, and just a larger perspective of the world that many people live in. That's really kind of not mm -hmm. the same as mine. Yeah. Absolutely. So in schools, you'll often hear reference to the student-teacher-parent triad. And I'm wondering to what degree, if at all, do you think that kind of relationship has benefited from this experience? Yeah, and I think that it's nothing short of really utilizing a ecological perspective to help that relationship and that triad. I think that 
through this experience, teachers, custodians, anyone that is involved, the nurse, anyone who is involved with parents and students within our school, were able to get a glimpse of the courage that it takes for our families just to live on a day-to-day basis. Navigate the world. Yes, and it's not as easy as they always think, and there's so many hardships and challenges, and I truly believe that through this experience, they've been able to take that with them to make sure that our students are thriving. It brings them to really put in that extra effort, to really have that empathy, to really understand where that student is coming from. If they come in and something traumatic happened to them the night before, or someone in their family was shot, or ended up going to jail, or you know something that really happened that's influencing them, they're able to take a step back and realize, okay, how are we going to handle this? How are we going to deal with this for the day? Reaching out to those parents to say, hey, how can we help you? And what's so amazing here is our team at Buff Sci, and with or without this PD, I can honestly say this with pride in my school that these teachers are amazing and they would reach out no matter what. But I think that there's just a greater sense of empathy and hopefully a greater trusting relationship that was built through having this relatable experience and just through being able to really portray that. If other schools wanted to do this, how could they do it? I think that it starts with recognizing a need and any school can do this and I'm just gonna put it out there that I would help any school that would want to do this and just guiding them and through my experiences of things that trial and error really but the first step is really figuring out what your school needs where that need lies where the gaps are and how you're gonna fill them all schools can incorporate this type of stimulation within the community and it may be a totally different experience that they're trying to achieve but it was something so worth the time and energy and the outcome was so successful and positive that I truly believe it is worth every ounce of energy and time put forth. Yeah, and that was going to be my next question. We kind of all live in a society where schools are always squeezed for funding, and certainly your school is. So how do you think an educational system like that can afford to incorporate social work professional development experiences within their own organizations? My answer to that is how can they not? This is something that is so valuable and is an experience that is just irreplaceable. And funding wasn't something that was a, wow, we really don't have the funding for this, so we're not going to do it. The only thing we provided our staff with was a bus pass for the day. And truly, if you really want to make it an experience, have them spend their own money on it, you know? (laughs) I don't know how much they'd love that, but I just think it's really an amazing experience that is the cost and the funding that goes into into it, the outcome outweighs that. I just thought of something while you were talking. So what did the kids do? Was that like a day where the kids did not come to school at all? Okay. So so, this was like a planned professional development Mm. day that was already worked into our yearly calendar. So this is more of a question about you and kind of the nature of your career so far Mm -hmm. and some of the interesting things that you're doing, but it is not all schools have social workers or an adequate number of social workers. I mean, social workers are kind of relegated to this ancillary service Mm -hmm. in the world of we're providing an education. Right. And while I think if we have a bunch of social workers at the table, I mean, we will see it in a much from a larger perspective than that. But you have 
kind of risen to an administrative level Mm -hmm. in the school. So why do you believe, from your own experience, it's significant to have a social worker literally sitting on the administrative team of a school? Absolutely. So I think that this buff size plunge into Buffalo is a pure indicator of why it is so important to have social workers at the table because we are able to bring in that outside perspective and that outside way of thinking through using our theories that we know and use within our practices or evidence-based practices. I can't say how many times I've taken those theories or evidence-based practices and used them and taught the teachers how to utilize these techniques or strategies within their class and the outcome is amazing. I just think that it's so wonderful to have a social worker at the table, to be able well, to especially promote. At, I'm sorry for interrupting, yeah. but at the administrative table where decisions get made yes. and resources get argued about, it's a level of access and influence that, for example, a direct line social worker mm-hmm. in a district of any kind would not really have. It would be a barrier, quite frankly, of to course. get to those people. And yet there you sit. Yeah, and that's, once again, I have to say that I am just so fortunate to be in this position, and it just so happens that I have a wonderful team. I have a great deal of support from my staff and teachers and a director that sees that value in social work and sees what can come of things and ideas and just a chance to develop some really amazing policies and include that social work perspective within it. It's really kind of an inspiring story, quite frankly, about how social workers can be advocates for themselves and their own point of view and really kind of enter a room talking Mm -hmm. about what they have to offer. And I think I found much, I think, of what you're finding is that if you can articulate a need and a way to address it, that educators especially are really quite open to that. They are. And I think that this is something that isn't as well known. If you think of social work and education, they're such different fields. But really, we all just have the same goal. We want to see students and children and families succeed. And so through working together and kind of merging these fields, it's really amazing what we can do and accomplish together. We're getting close to the end of our time. And the way I'd like to wrap this up is that it sounds like this was your first shot at this kind of experience. So you've done it. You've planned it for a long time and you have done it. I'm wondering with a little bit of hindsight and, you know, a little bit of processing of what you've done, what you might have done differently or if you ever get the shot to do it again, what you would do. How do you take this to the next level? Yes, and that is something I had kind of previously talked about just a little bit earlier on, but I wish that I had an evaluation, a pre and post eval to kind of see what came about and what were the actual results, some data. It would be amazing to be able to really take a research perspective with this. And the next go and the next time around, I 100% will be doing that because that is something that is so valuable and I think it's something that you can really kind of write home about improving this really does work yeah and you know thinking about that in in a slightly different way there also sounds like there would be some opportunities for implementation science of course in an effort like this and I think that's what's also going to cook the rice in advocating for opportunities to do this again is if you can use some level of empiricism to justify taking a day where the staff does something that is not directly in a hard line related to the educational mission of the school. 
Absolutely. Couldn't have said it better myself. And next time around, that is definitely a consideration and something that I will be utilizing. Well, thank you so much for agreeing to tell us about your school and your project and really being, I think, very authentic in talking about what you learned. It was a pleasure. Absolutely. Thank you so much for having me. You've been listening to Stephanie Stadolka, LMSW, discuss bridging gaps between education and social work on In Social Work. Hi, I'm Nancy Smith, Professor and Dean of the University at Buffalo School of Social Work. Thanks for listening to our podcast. We look forward to your continued support of the series. For more information about who we are as a school, our history, our online and on-the-ground degree in continuing education programs, we invite you to visit our website at www.socialwork.buffalo.edu. And while you're there, check out our Technology and Social Work Resource Center. You'll find it under the Community Resources menu.